Welcome to the Inspiring Women Weekly Podcast, where women come to be encouraged, uplifted, and inspired to go further, push harder, and shine brighter through personal conversations with me, your host, LaShonda McLaurin. So let's get started. everyone and welcome back to another episode of the inspiring women weekly podcast LaShonda here and I hope that you are having an amazing day and ready to have yet another great week so guys it is that time again for me to share the story with you of another amazing woman this month's she inspires woman is none other than Miss Jessica Lewis also known as mahogany curls Jessica is one of the top natural hair influencers in the country. She's known for posting educational content, product reviews, and advice on hair care and styling on her YouTube channel and her Instagram channels. It has amassed a social footprint of over 1.3 million. In addition to all of that, Jessica is also a mother of two and she showcases her family adventures on her Lewis Love and Family channel. Guys, I was beyond excited to interview Jessica and to share her story with you. It is one that will have you knowing that it is possible to do what you love every single day. And so for this episode, we hope to inspire you to live your passion. Take a listen. Okay, Jessica, thank you so, so much for joining us on the podcast. I really, truly appreciate it. And I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So let's jump into how I know of Jessica Lewis, and that is through YouTube. I have been following you for many, many years, and you started YouTube, was it back in 2012? I actually started in 2009. And nine, okay. Yes. So it's been even longer than that. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. So, so yeah. you started a long time ago, and you were doing this when... Nobody else was really doing it, and you kind of went big. You started the natural hair journey, but you didn't just transition. You chopped it all off. So tell me, what was your thinking back in 2009 when you said, not only am I going to cut all my hair off, but I'm going to let the world see this process? Um, I was in Germany at the time because my family is military, and I wanted, I was tired of just relaxing my hair, you know, mm -hmm. and I actually ran across a blog. I was looking for a flat iron and I ran across Honey Brown Sugar. It was this blog, kind of like Curly Nikki mm -hmm. back in the day. And I seen this lady talk about how this particular flat iron straightened her curls and then her hair bounced back to the curly state. And I was just intrigued. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, my hair can do that without the relaxer. So I said, okay, I'm going to go natural. I wanted to transition for like two years, but I'm so impatient. So I just decided to big chop. And that's basically what I did. And then I said, I'm going to document my journey because I wasn't sure how long I'll keep up with it because it was still very foreign to me, you know? Yeah. And I, it's, it was kind of like an accountability thing, you know, mm. where you just put yourself out there and you stay on track. And that's basically what I was doing. But people started to follow me. I also didn't see a lot of people online with um, short natural hair like me. Like they had the real OGs of YouTube, you know, and they had long, thick, beautiful natural hair because they were natural for like years right. prior. 
And I wanted to just, you know, show someone with short hair and I just started working it from there and people started to watch. Wow. So we talk about being fearless on this podcast a lot. And I think that's pretty fearless to just chop all your hair off and then let the world see and follow along with you. Was there any reservation or hesitation within you when you decided to do that? And if so, how did you kind of overcome any fear that you may have had about putting yourself out there? I really wasn't. I was more excited mm. than anything about it. I didn't know what to expect because back then YouTube really wasn't that big. So I was just like, I'm just going to upload it to this website. That's how it looked at like some website that just hosts videos. Yeah. Because no one was doing sponsorships. No one was getting deals or anything. It was just, you know, a site you just post on. Right. And it was really simple. I didn't even think about, you know, that stuff. If I did it now, if I'm lo looking back in hindsight, if I did it now, I probably would have those feelings. But. Yeah, because like you said, it's changed a whole lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how has that change been for you to go from it being a place where you want to just kind of share to this a business, basically? How has it changed? Has it? I'm sure there's probably good and bad to it, but how do you feel about the change in the whole YouTube industry? I like the fact that um, in the industry, influencers are getting recognized because I know a lot of people, you know, they look at us like, oh, you're just uploading videos. But we're actually teaching people and helping people at the same time. Right. And I do love the fact that companies are using us to get the word out. And it's beautiful because you can access so many different products, access so many people and help thousands of people. And people can learn. I learn from YouTube myself. You know, if I'm just looking up something about the house or cleaning or whatever, you know, yeah. it's like a video encyclopedia for you. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> information so I think that's great and I love that the companies are you know allowing us to make revenue uh for certain things that we decide to do of course we have to agree on it but I think it's fair um sometimes I do feel that some people are probably doing it for the wrong reasons they're not necessarily trying to do it to help people they're just doing it for instant fame and I don't agree with that Right. Because, you know, you want people to learn and you want to be able to give back. That's how I do my business. Mm -hmm. and I want to help people. But some people just want the instant fame because they think that's going to solve everything. So that's the only downfall of it. But, you know, that's that person. They have to figure it out themselves. Mm -hmm. But I think being genuine and having the exposure and reaching other people is a great way to start a business. It's a great way to work for yourself if you get to that point. And you have the gratification of, you know, knowing at the end of the day, you help someone too. Yeah, that's awesome. So what has inspired you to keep going? Because you're 10 years in this thing. You are still growing and still um, have a huge fan base and even branching out to TV and speaking and all that stuff. What has kept you going all these years? So what has really kept me going really is doing it for the people, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, I have my moments like when we PCS and we have to travel with the military. It's hard because yes. I have to stop what I'm doing and start all over again. And sometimes it takes months to really get a good routine and it throws me out of whack big time because I have to <laughs> everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But keeping me going is people writing me and saying, hey, you really helped me or you know, I had cancer and you helped me grow my hair back, wow. you gave me the confidence or yeah, you know, or my family didn't want me to go natural, but you talked to me about it and your videos helped me and now I'm happy and I'm inspiring other people. So 
that really keeps me going because it just makes me feel good that I'm really helping other people. Yeah, that's awesome. You definitely get to see it and they, they let you know. So I'm glad you hadn't stopped because I have learned a whole lot. I've been natural all my life, but honestly, even though I've been natural all my life, I didn't really know what I was doing with my hair <laughs> and yeah. I never wore it curly. So seeing your videos and other influencers videos helped me to learn how to deal with my curly hair because I was a flat iron girl. So um, th those videos have helped me too. And I move a lot just like you do. So every time you move, you got to find a new hairstylist and that just gets tiring. So <laughs> those videos, please believe they really, really are very helpful. And I'm appreciative of them myself. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy. So you just chopped your hair off again. What yes. was that about? What prompted that? So me cutting my hair, I was just over the long hair, to be honest. And I tell people that, like, are you serious? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wanted to do something different. You know what I mean? And I always wanted short hair. And, and I know that sounds weird. I had short hair when I did the big chop, but I was doing a big chop to just focus on the curly hair. It wasn't necessarily to do it for the style. It was doing it mm -hmm. to grow the hair out. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So I really didn't appreciate my short hair when I had it the way I do now. Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of like cut it and let's focus on growing it. And that was my main objective was to watch it grow and obsess over how long it's going to get and just mm -hmm. imagine like, oh, I can't wait till my hair get this long. And I didn't appreciate the time I had when it was short and I didn't have fun, as much fun with it. I did different, you know, styles, but now, you know, we have better products yeah. and you could do so much more with your hair, better techniques after me learning things for 10 years. I pretty much mastered this. So mm -hmm. this time around, I say, you know, I want to go short. I want a nice, fresh look. I want to just feel different, look different. And I just want to have fun with the short hair and just you know, enjoy this journey with all of these hair products that we actually have right now in this out for natural hair. And it just makes the process so much easier. And then with the experience I have with my hair, I know how to work it. And it's kind of, it's not like the wild, wild west and I'm trying to figure <laughs> it out and go with the flow, you know, and yeah. learn from trial and error. Now I know what my hair likes, what it dislikes, and I'm having so much fun with it. So it was really just a change. Well, listen, it looks bomb. Like if I knew my hair was going to look like that, if I cut it off, I'd do it, but I ain't confident in that. So <laughs> it looks amazing. Thank you. And that preaching itself, what you just said, where that you were not really enjoying the process that you were in because you were waiting for it to grow, that you didn't enjoy the moment. I think we do that so often in life. Exactly. So, you know, I say embrace your hair. Like I was embracing it, but I wasn't enjoying it. You know, yeah. we, and we do that with a lot of things in life. Like you have young children. Yes, you're enjoying your children, but you're not really stopping and taking yeah. that moment in and looking like, look, this is where we are right now. Even if times aren't the best or mm -hmm. they are really good, but you know, we take things for granted. And I think that's what I did with my hair was shorter. It's like, okay, I have it short, you know, I'm working in, I'm trying to learn it. I love it, but I'm, I'm, my goal is to go here. And we're so goal driven sometimes we don't yeah. just sit back and just enjoy the process. So this time, that's what I'm trying to do is just enjoy the process, you know? Man, life lessons with hair, girl. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of children, you have a family. You're doing all of this and you have a family and you're military. How do you balance it all? Scheduling, planning things. I have planners and notebooks. I do have like a degree of my master's in project management. Mm -hmm. So I basically organize everything and try to just make sure that 
you know what I mean? That it's just together. Yeah. And I have like on this day, I'm going to do this, this day, I'm going to do that. When time permits, sometimes life happens and you just cannot do it. Yeah. But that's what I do. So recently you said you have a master's in the project managing, but you decided to go back to school for hair. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to do that? And was that a difficult decision to do to like go back to school for something totally different than what you originally went for? No, it wasn't um, a difficult decision at all. Actually, I love natural hair like so, so much. Um, And I love hair. I grew up in the hair industry. I have three aunts that are professional stylists and my grandmother on Mm -hmm. my dad's side. So I grew up in the beauty industry and it's just something I always wanted to do. And that's my true passion. And I just decided to just do that. You know, that's like my dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't hard for you to follow that dream. No, not at all, because I already just loved it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I always do people here. When I was in college, people would come to my dorm and I'll flat iron their hair, color their hair. You know, I was the person that would do people hair mm. at school. Yeah. So, yep. Relax so that- people hair. I used to do that all the time. So are you enjoying doing it now, now that it's your, your job and that's what you do? Are you like, this is where I'm supposed to be? <laughs> no, I really am. Like, I enjoy the process. I'm actually on a break right now for school. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm complete with it, but just sitting behind the chair when I do have my clients that come in, I'm on cloud nine. It's amazing. <laughs> I feel so good. And I get so happy when people, when I'm done with their hair and they just get excited or they freak out because they didn't know their hair could look a certain way and they're just in awe and they can't believe it and they're just so happy and that makes me happy I just you know how you kind of feed off of other people's energy and that's Mm -hmm. what I I get when people get happy awesome so what would you say to someone who is in this position where they want to transition like they have a career that they may already have but they're thinking about transitioning and doing something that they really, really, truly love and they're passionate about, what advice would you give somebody who's in that situation? I'll tell them to really go with your heart and go for it. I know it sounds cliche, but you're going to always keep thinking about it if you never act on it. And if you have the opportunity to do it, and I understand that some things like school cost a lot of money, like I'm paying for school out of my pocket. You know, I'm not getting any sponsorships or scholarships or you know financial aid because I've been in school so long I can't even qualify for financial aid now you know (laughs) degrees that I have but it's okay I saved up my money and I'm paying for it but it's very expensive so it depends on if you're trying to go to school hopefully you can get financial aid if you haven't used it up or anything but Mm -hmm. I would say go ahead and do it pray about it Take your time, do your research, learn about the industry, because the last thing you want to do is get into something you really think you like, and then you don't like it Right. after you change something over. But the good part is if you have a, you know, a skill or something else, you can always go back to what you were doing before. But I would say do your research, uh, talk to other people about it, you know, talk to people who did the same thing you're thinking about doing and right. just move forward with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's very good advice. Definitely research, research, research. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely. So you're one of the few YouTubers who I actually follow their family and watch their vlogs and things of that nature. How have you been able to balance like 
showing bits of your family life, but also keeping it private and not like giving too much? Um, I guess it's kind of like the same thing, you know, you show people what, you know, you think is going to inspire them and make them feel good. And we like to show positivity. Like we're not doing a channel right now because it's just too much going on. Like my husband's in school and he's working like weird shifts where he have to work. It's almost, he works really weird shifts. Like he'll come in at six o'clock in the morning because he's working all night. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, with all that going on, but we just like to show the positive aspects. And sometimes, you know, you still want your privacy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because people see, they only see a few minutes and they think they know everything, which is definitely <laughs> not true, you know? Right. And we all naturally do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to keep a balance and I feel like everything is a balance. Like I always do that down to the hair stuff, the family pages, just having that balance because I don't want the camera, like for my kids, I really don't like to have the camera in their face all the time because I want them to experience a childhood without, you know, just constantly having a video camera in their face. And I know that's the time we're in right now, Mm -hmm. but you know, I feel like for healthy development, they need to be children and do things that kids like to do without being constantly filmed all the time. Now they enjoy the camera. My son is getting older. He's not really a fan of it anymore, even taking pictures, (laughs) but the little one does, but you know, that's what we like to do. And we like to have our time to ourselves. I feel like having that private time to yourself without everyone looking in, it's like sacred time and special moments that you can't get back. And it's something that, you know, you need to have something that you can cherish for yourself without everyone knowing. Right. So sometimes we'll do things that's awesome, but you know, it's not getting filmed. We're just enjoying our time together. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good because we've seen far too many people just go way too deep in it and everybody knows way too much about their lives. Yeah. So. Mm-mm. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's because, you know, with social media, you see the likes, you see the people following it. Sometimes for some people, it becomes, you know, addictive yeah. and they're like, okay, if we do this, people like this. So they keep doing it over and over, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So do you, do you, for that, do you think it helps to like have your own career and stuff outside of social media so that your whole life isn't consumed by social media? Does that help you think? I think it does. I also think, you know, I've been at a point where I'm just doing social media too, but you have to give yourself breaks because- yeah it'll never stop. You'll have a moment where you wake up in the morning and then you're like on Instagram all day, Facebook, and you're literally consuming your entire day with social media. And it's always something you can be doing outside of social media, you know? Mm -hmm. And I do think having something else on the side, even if it's a hobby, Mm -hmm. it'll distract you from just being 100% consumed with social media because social media is virtual. Yes, you get to connect with people, but it's not real life it is real life but you know what I mean it's not what's really going on outside of you and most of the time social media is the highlight reel of what people like to show anyway you know and some for some people it's bad they they don't like it or it depresses them and because they see that other people are doing really well and they feel like their life isn't that well but their life is great too you know you're breathing you're here and you have to kind of let yourself go and understand that it's okay if you're not doing what other people are doing. And that's why I say get something else like a hobby if you don't have another job and, you know, occupy yourself with something you enjoy doing. It can be whatever you like and it'll make you feel good too, because you kind of detach it and it's a good 
it gives you a good balance. Right, right. Very true. Yeah. Social media can have you sucked in where you, like you said, you're spending your life looking at everybody else's life, but not really enjoying yours. So that's really good advice. Now, I think you have a good, you know, following and a good audience, but have there ever been times where people have said things that have kind of, you know, hurt your feelings or made your confidence waver? And when those things happen, like, how do you handle it? Yeah, occasionally. I don't get it much, but you know, I'll get a lot of people say, oh, well, you can put anything on your hair and it'll, you know, do Mm -hmm. this. And it's like, yeah, my hair may look this way because of my texture, but it may feel like crap. You know what I mean? If I say I don't like a product, occasionally I'll get more, more so of that or, you know, people's like, why? I, I think a while ago I seen a comment, they were like, why are you even doing this? I can't believe the company even allow you to do this because your hair isn't like most black people's hair, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And it did mm-hmm. hurt me a little bit, mm-hmm. but I kind of had to understand that that wasn't, I didn't do anything wrong. It's just right. something how that person feel. And most of the time when someone say something like that to you, it's not you, it's them. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of um, idea I have with social media. And I would tell other people that too. Like if someone come at you with something crazy or offensive they're not talking about you they're talking about themselves it's what they feel about you because if you don't feel that way it's okay so So you know it'll be little things like that but I try to you know remind myself that you know you didn't do anything wrong okay it's just how they feel that's so true it's a a reflection of them and how they really feel it has nothing to do with you so that's a great reminder to say yourself because social media can be kind of nasty sometimes but Uh I'm glad to hear that for the most part you got some good people <laughs> that are, you know, leaving nice comments and things of that nature. So yeah, they are. So my last question to you is, who inspires you? I love Beyonce. <laughs> like, she really inspires me a lot. And I like how she is. I kind of see myself in her a little bit, like, you know, because she puts herself out there, but you don't know everything about her, you know, right. She still has her private life and I'm the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I know she's not doing it to be weird or anything. I think she's just really doing it to just, some people just like to be private and they still want to have their life to themselves without the world seeing everything. And she's a superstar. Right. So, and she's very driven, you know, she works in silence. She doesn't post everything when she sees something, when she posts something, you see it. And everyone's like, wow, you know, she don't have to make big announcements every single time about things. And there isn't anything wrong with making announcements at all, because mm-hmm. I do feel like your accomplishments should be celebrated. Um, mm-hmm. But I like her a lot. So she's really like one of my main inspirations. Yeah, I think Beyonce might be on the top of all of our list. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So Jessica, is there anything going on that you want to tell us about that we may not know? Um. Right now, no, I'm kind of in a transition period, you know, with school and everything. So I would just say, basically, um, you could definitely follow me on my Instagram at Mahogany Curls, because that's where I'm going to start shifting most of my content instead of YouTube. I'm transitioning from YouTube. I did YouTube for 10 years, and I'm ready to just focus on one platform for the most part. And I feel like Instagram has nailed it. You know, you can do the Insta stories, mm-hmm. you can do the videos, you can yeah. do IGTV and your posts. So yeah, if you want to see more content from me, both follow me on Instagram and that's where I'll be. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely following. You guys should follow. Thank you so much, Jessica, for joining us. And you truly are an inspiring woman. Thank you so much.
Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. So guys, I hope that you enjoyed that interview with Jessica, aka Mahogany Curls, and I hope that you feel inspired to pursue your passion with vigor and tenacity. To not be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone in order to reach your goals. And to do what you love, always keeping in mind that having a heart towards helping others is the best way to live your passion. So until next time, stay encouraged and inspire someone else along the way. All right, guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I really did. I was fangirling on the inside. I have been a fan of Jessica's work for a very long time, if you could not tell. For the full show notes, go visit inspiringwomenweekly.com. Go and follow me on Instagram at LaShonda McLaurin. And go follow Jessica on Instagram at Mahogany Curls. Be sure to leave a comment and a rating in iTunes. Have an amazing week, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.